Well, hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. I'll be your host today, Macy O'Coleman, and um, we will be talking about The Master Key to Riches by Napoleon Hill. And I think that we're going to um, have an excellent show. This is what we're going to do to, uh, for the month of September, we're going to have a mastermind uh, show, which is going to uh, talk about how to achieve riches and wealth uh, by changing your mindset and having uh, vibration that attracts uh, money, happiness, and success. So, I'd like to uh, bring in our uh, hostess with the mostest. Can you hear me? Ms. <laughs> Jenny yes, White. Yes, I can. Do you hear okay, me? Okay, very good. I can hear you loud and clear. How are you today? I'm fine. And how are you? Good, good, good. Second week uh, practicing running the board and and getting everything operating uh, efficiently. So uh, just wanted to kind of get some practice in. But the uh, the book that we're going to be talking about will outline a clear description of the formula that one of the richest men that the richest country in the world has ever produced, Andrew Carnegie. Uh, the master key to riches will unlock the doors to the solutions of all your problems that will help you convert all of your past failures into priceless assets and will lead you to the attainment of the 12 great riches, including economic security, which we'll talk about in this series. Uh, this book will not tell anyone how to live their life, but having observed both the rich and the poor of America, material riches alone are no guarantee of happiness. So that's what we're going to be talking about, Jenny White. Did you have anything you'd like to share with us before we, we get started? No, that's about a good thing. Okay, okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do is I am going to go start. I'm going to forego the pro the prologue and um, go to Chapter 1. And chapter one is the beginning of all riches. So it starts off, you have opened the book to seek the master key to riches. You have opened it because of the human urge for the better things in life, which is the common desire of all people. Some of you desire economic security, which money alone can provide. Some of you desire an outlet for your talents in order that you may have the joy of creating your own riches. Some of you just want to hit the lottery and, 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 and forget all the work, just be rich. I, I added that part in. That's not in the book. Um, but some of you are seeking the easy <laughs> way to rich with the hope that you will find it with that. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the next paragraph. Uh, some of you are seeking the easy way to riches with the hope that you will find it without giving anything in return. That, too, is a common desire. Uh, people want to hit the Mega Millions or the uh, Powerball. 
But it is a desire I shall hope to modify for your benefit as from experience. I have learned that there is no such thing as something for nothing. There is but one sure way to riches, and that may be attained only by those who have what I call the master key to riches. This master key is an ingenious device with which those who possess it may unlock the door where they will find a solution to all of their problems. Its power of magic transcends those of Houdini himself. It opens the door to sound health. It opens the door to love and romance. It opens the door to friendship by revealing the traits of personality and character that make enduring friends. It reveals the method by which every adversity, every failure, every disappointment, every mistake, error of judgment, and every past defeat may be transmuted into riches of a priceless value. It rekindles the dead hopes of all who possess it, and it reveals the formula by which one may tune in and draw on the great reservoir of infinite intelligence through that state of mind known as faith. All right. I'm going to read that I'm going to read that paragraph again because it says it rekindles the dead hopes of all who possess it and it reveals the formula by which one may tune in and draw on the great reservoir of infinite intelligence through the state of mind known as faith. It lifts humble people to positions of power, fame, and fortune. It turns back the hands of time and renews the spirit of youth for those who have grown old too soon. It provides the method by which one may take full and complete possession of one's own mind, thus giving one unchallengeable control over the emotion of the heart and the power of thinking. It bridges the deficiencies of those who have inadequate education through formal schooling and puts them substantially on the same plane of opportunity that is enjoyed by those who have a better education. And last, it opens the doors one by one to what I call the 12 great riches of life, which I shall describe for you in detail in a moment. Listen carefully to what I have to say. Listen not only with open ears, but with open minds and eager hearts, remembering that one can't hear what one isn't prepared to hear. I'm going to say that again. We're talking about the master key to riches by Napoleon Hill, a millionaire mindset. Listen carefully to what I have to say. Listen not only with open ears, but with open minds and eager hearts, remembering that one can't hear what one isn't prepared to hear. And sometimes we can put that in perspective to um, that light bulb moment when we finally realize what, uh, what somebody told us, you know, five, ten years earlier, you know, sometimes even our parents, sometimes when we hear it, we're not ready for it. The, that preparation consists of many things, among them sincerity of purpose, humility of heart, a full recognition of the truth, that no one knows everything, that the combined knowledge of humankind 
has not been enough to save us from destroying one another through warfare, nor to restrain us from cheating and stealing the fruits of labor from others. I shall speak to you of facts and describe to you many principles of which many of you may never have heard, for they are known only to those who have prepared themselves to accept the advice I have to offer. A small but ever-increasing number of people who have attained the degree of fellowship. Achieving the degree of fellowship. Fellowship is made up made up of men and women from many walks of life, of all nationalities and creeds. Purpose is to reveal the benefits that are available through the spirit of sharing universal wisdom. The fellowship is non-sectarian and non-commercial. Its members work individually. It has no authorized leaders, but all who qualify for the degree of fellowship become leaders unto themselves. The only condition that is required for membership is that all who qualify for the degree shall share with others the benefits they receive through these teachings. As many as they may find who are willing to prepare themselves to receive the benefits. So this information isn't just for you. It's for you to share with others. The fellowship prepares men and women to relate themselves to one another as brothers and sisters. It recognizes the great abundance of material riches available to all and provides a rational plan by which every person may share in these riches in proportion to his or her talents as they are expressed through useful service. It frowns upon the idea of too much for the few and too little for the many, the have and the have-nots but it also discourages all who endeavor to get something for nothing. And it discourages the accumulation of riches by individuals who, whose greed inspires them to seek more than they can use for their own economic security and encourages them to provide opportunities through which others may attain such security. The fellowship has a stupendous task ahead of it. Civilization must live and go forward, not backward. We must learn to live together so that we may walk arm in arm, do the world's work, and reap our just reward without poverty, without hardship, without fear or trembling. The members of the fellowship have learned to do this without suffering the loss. Any of the joys of living or sacrificing any of their rights as individuals. They have discovered that the fellowship way is the only path to enduring happiness. I've come to tell you about the fellowship and to place in your hands what I describe as the 12 great riches. The many selves who guide you. Before I describe the 12 great riches, let me reveal to you some of the riches you already possess, riches of which most of you may not be conscious. First, recognize that each of you is a plural personality. Although you may regard yourself as a single personality, you and every other person consist of at least two distinct personalities, and many of you possess more. So you can have alter egos. You can be a Gemini like me. I mean, there's different ways to have multiple personalities. 
there is that self you recognize when you look into a mirror. That is your physical self. But it is only the house in which your other selves live. In that house, there are two individuals at least who are eternally in conflict with each other. One is a negative sort of person who thinks and moves and lives in an atmosphere of fear and doubt and poverty and ill health. This self expects failure and seldom is disappointed. It thinks of the circumstances of life that you do not want but seem forced to accept poverty, greed, superstition, fear, doubt, worry, and physical sickness. And one, and the other one is your other self, a positive sort of person who thinks in terms of opulence, sound health, love, and friendship, personal achievement, creative vision, and service to others, and who guides you unerringly to the attainment of all of these blessings. It is this self which alone is capable of recognizing and appropriating the 12 great riches. It is the only capable, it is the only self capable of receiving the master key to riches. These are not imaginary personalities of which I speak. They are real, for they have been revealed through scientific investigation of irreproachable authenticity. And I'm sure we can, we, I'm sure we all can relate to that. I'm sure we've had thoughts today that we had to dismiss and rebuke, you know, because they didn't serve us or serve the purpose that we want or give us the mindset that we wanted to be in, you know. So, you know, just reading that, you know, it's kind of like a light bulb moment or, aha, okay, it ain't just me type of thing. Like I said, these are not imaginary personalities of which I speak. They're real, for they have been revealed through scientific investigation of reproachable authenticity. Many of you might have heard of Martin Seligman, a renowned psychologist and clinical researcher who has studied the effects of optimism or positive thinking for over 25 years. His research is the one scientific example of many available that have demonstrated the power <clears throat> that our thoughts can possess over our destiny. Then you have many other priceless assets of which you may not be aware. Hidden riches you have neither recognized nor used. Among these is a modern radio broadcasting and receiving station so powerful that it may pick up and send out the vibrations of thoughts from or to any part of the world, including the potential capacity to reach out into the cosmos and tune in with the power of infinite intelligence. Now I'm going to read that again because that, uh, that part's pretty deep um, in regards to the power that we possess in our own minds and our own thoughts that we sometimes aren't conscious of and then on other occasions don't tap into. But it's a real thing. It's a real vibration. And if those things we practice, uh, we will really tap into something. So I'm going to read that. And then uh, we have a caller. I'll take the caller after I finish this paragraph. Then you have many other priceless assets of which you may not be aware. Hidden riches you may have neither recognized nor used. Among these is a modern radio broadcasting and receiving station 
in your mind so powerful that it may pick up and send out the vibration. Remember that, vibrations of thought any part of the world, including the potential capacity to reach out into the cosmos and tune in with the power of infinite intelligence. Okay, that's deep. Okay, we're about to bring a caller in. And how are you this evening? What was that? Good. How are you? Okay. What was the what was the name that you gave? The name Uh, that you gave. No, uh, the person that you said, um, Mark. I was I was trying to get the name of the person when you was reading that. Let me go back. Yeah, let me go yeah, back and find the uh, the, the name, the name of mentioned. this uh, the philosopher. Hold on, let's see if uh, give me a minute. I'll find it. Mm-hmm. Let me see what what his name is. You said Mark or something like that. I know the last name was Seligman. Uh, I'm just trying to just trying to find it. Hold on, let's see. Schooling. Okay, shouldn't be that hard to find. Just a couple pages. Okay. Well, maybe I gotta go back a little further than I thought. Okay, maybe well, I'm well, reading well, faster than I Yeah. No, go ahead. What anyway, uh, yeah, because I was interested. In, I am all ears after what I have gone through today, you know. And um, oh man, I think it's good. Oh, you have you have to look through. You have to look a new uh, look for another way to um to just keep yourself afloat, really, you know. And um, yeah, I am all ears. Believe me. Yeah, we believe have to manifest the all things ears. that we want in our life. You know, yeah. and it's a feeling and a vibration. I mean, you know, there's a book that talks about, you know, the feeling is the, the secret, the se- you know, um, where imagining something and actually feeling it in your body, you know, feeling it in your soul um, and manifesting that to, to happen. And, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, well, maybe not everybody, but I'm sure there have been times we thought of something and, or thought of somebody, and then they call. You know, somebody we yeah. might not have talked to in years, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So, um, or, you know, something that we want that, um, you know, we're blessed with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's powerful, but I think that, you know, so much in life is, is distracting and, and negative that, um, and yeah. a lot of it's intentional. You know, and then not not to mention the you know distractions and things that we you know um, do to ourselves, and, and um, it's uh, discouragement and things. Yeah. But I think, yeah, but I think you know on the track of self development, and I I can't find his name right in front of me. It's not popping out, but okay. um, I'll get it. You know, before the show, and then I'll give it to you. Um, but it's. Um, I think that if it's something that we practice, and and I think we need to teach our children this, but, you know, there are so many secrets to 
um, elevating ourselves, if nothing else but mentally uh, and, and physically, uh, making ourselves feel better, you know, because there's so many things going on that can make us feel bad. Um, yeah, coming at you, you yeah. Know, I think it's, yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, the devil is busy, you know, the devil is a liar, but, you know, it's just so many things that can throw you off, even taking 10, 15 minutes to, you know, um, give thanks. To breathe. You know, um, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, breathing is a part of, you know, the meditation, the deep breathing. Sometimes yeah. I think, you know, we take shallow breaths, and, you know, and, and we don't take deep breaths. Um, yeah. I think that we can manifest so much just in our own minds, you know, in regards to our health if we take control of it. I and mean, then we watch what we eat and consume, you know, even consume physically with our eyes on TV or listen to with our ears. Um, we have to protect our space. So That's true. Yeah, That's I would, true. Um, and our children, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, man. Yeah, so... So I am going to take a break for a moment, um, and then uh, I will come back, and we will continue with the Master Key to Riches. And our hostess with the most has been kind of quiet, but uh, I know she's there. So uh, we'll be right back after these messages. If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, Call your helpful insurance agents at Prime Financial Services. Did you know if you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one, starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under $10. Call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979. Mention you heard this ad on this show for a free gift. Want to start a business or have tax issues? We know exactly how to handle your individual needs. We personalize each individual and give you the time required to focus on your needs. We audit you before the IRS does. The IRS is not on your side, but we are. We set up companies, do tax preparation, tax and retirement planning, bookkeeping, IRS audits, and reviews. Please call me, Deborah Mitchell, owner of Mitchell & Company, for a free consultation at 248-354-5122 and visit my website, MitchellTexaCounty.com. We're back with Let's Talk About It with Jenny White. All right, we're back. We're back. All right, got me juggling these. Um, got me juggling this board here. I'm having a ball. Just trying to make sure um, I don't make any mistakes. Uh, but no, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I'm giving Jenny Jenny White a break uh, and just kind of um, switching things around a little bit, giving her a little help and uh, taking control of some of the other things. But um, it's going to get better and I'd better, like to, and better and I think uh what'd you say Lucy? I would like to say something to this all fits into what I've been going through today. My aunt, you remember I was okay. telling you uh, I told 
they had to take her toe off, okay? And I've been running back and forth to the doctor okay. with her, and they cleaned it and all that. When they started smelling it and all of this, so it's really like gangrene on her. This week, they cut her leg off, okay, right under the knee, and she's been mm. going through a lot of pain. Oh, it's just so much pain and stuff. And But she said, and she was telling me, you haven't been to see me at the hospital. I said, I've been calling you every day. So anyway, she's upset. Um, you know, I, I never experienced this kind of pain in my life, and she's just going through and crying. She said, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm coming out of this. Now, she's 80-something. I'm coming out of this. She okay. said, I'm coming out of it. I say, I say, yes, you can come out of it. You can come out of it. But you have to make up your mind that you're going to make this thing work. She doesn't give her a prosthesis. She's got to go to rehab. But she kept saying, I'm coming okay. out of this. You know, I'm, you know, I'm tired yes, of this. Uh, I'm tired of this thing. I'm probably going to be a junkie when I get out of here. But I'm coming out of this. And I said, I said, well, you can. You, you can work it. You can work it out. She said, because y'all leaving. I said, nobody leaving you. I've been with you since the beginning. Mm. But she, I'm coming out. I, I, I swear, God's going to help me to come out of this. I'm coming out of this. And ain't nobody taking my car. I'm going to drive my own car, all this, you know. She kept saying that, and I said, that's what all you right. have to do. Last time my aunt said that, she got up. We wouldn't help her. She got up out the chair because she wanted to go to the bathroom. She got up out the chair when her toe was really bad. It's been hurting her. And she walked, found a way to walk to the bathroom and go to the bathroom on her own. And then she walked back mm. to that chair. I said, that's what I told you what I wanted you to do. Get up and walk. You got to oh, fight yeah. for yourself the right way and all that. Another thing that happened to me, I'm interested in the financial part because I, they can't find my Social Security check. And I'm sitting here waiting through the bank. I said, am I the only one complaining? You, you know, it comes on the third. It put me here on the first, you know. Oh, man. They said, when I, had, I was okay. on Social Security taking you to change it. I said, I got to find me another source. So I am all ears, mm. Mr. Co-host, I am all ears. I'm coming out of this, you know. Really I mean, you know, God, God works in mysterious ways, and, you know, sometimes yes, he'll, he he'll bring things to us. And, you know, um, like like in the beginning of the book, you know, it says that, you know, you can say it to some people, but some people can't hear it because they're not ready for it. You know, they're well, not ready, ready to receive the information. And, that, and that's all that matters because you'll take it, do what needs to be done, and if you have faith, that is going to work for your good and in your favor. It's just a matter of of, of believing until it happens, uh, and it will happen. You know, sometimes we, you know, it's not about where we are today. It's where we want to be and what we need to do to get there. So regardless of everything that has led us up to where we are today in our life, whether we're disappointed with where we're at or we're overjoyed, we overachieved, or we we feel like we uh, haven't, you know, gotten where we're not where we thought we would be at this age, you know, um, it doesn't matter. As long as we start from where we're at right now and move forward and have faith that the things that we uh, want in our lives are going to manifest. And it says in the Bible, you know, we have not because we ask not. And so, you know, we have to ask for what we want, and we have to be specific with it. So, you know, don't get me to preaching. I ain't been ordained yet. You know, but I've been baptized. So I've been baptized, but I ain't been ordained. So don't get me to preaching. 
Hey, that might be one of them cussing with you. But getting back to uh, this radio frequency, I'm going to read that paragraph again because it was so powerful for me, you know. Uh, then you have many other priceless assets of which you may not be aware, hidden riches you have neither recognized nor used. Among these is a modern radio broadcasting and receiving station so powerful that you have in your body and in your mind that it may pick up. It may pick up and send out the vibrations of thought from or to other parts of the world. Now, I mean, we may get, you know, some thoughts and, and, and million-dollar ideas, and they may be coming from another part of the world. They may be coming from the cosmos. We don't know. But, I mean, you know, I can relate that I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in that way because, you know, I'm a very creative uh, person. And, um, you know, it just don't stop. I mean, you know, I've been that way, you know, as far back as I can remember. And, you know, so – I try to share that with others. And and just like the book says, some people aren't prepared to, to hear that information at you know, at certain points in their life. Um, but this modern day radio broadcast and receiving station so powerful it may pick up and send out the vibrations of thought from or to any part of the world, including the potential capacity to reach out into the cosmos and tune in with the power of infinite intelligence. Your radio station operates automatically and continuously when you are asleep just as when you are awake, and it is under the control at all times of one or the other of your two major personalities, either the good one or the bad one, either positive one or the negative one. The negative personality or the positive personality, when your negative personality is in control, your radio station picks up only the negative thought vibrations which are being sent out by hundreds of millions of other negative personalities throughout the world. These are accepted, acted upon, and translated into their physical equivalent in terms of the circumstances of life, which you do not wish. I mean, we, you know, I'm sure we all have enough of what we don't want, you know, but when your positive personality is in control, it picks up only the positive thought vibrations being released by millions of other positive personalities throughout the world and translates them into their physical equivalent in terms of prosperity, sound health, love, hope, faith, peace of mind, and happiness. The values of life for which you and others are every other normal person are searching. Sometimes we see people that have things that we want to have and sometimes people hate on them, you know. They hate because, you know, they got what I want. Or, you know, why they got it and I ain't got it, you know. But one thing I've learned is when people hate on you, they, you know, people don't hate down. You know, people ain't hating on the homeless person wishing, I wish I was homeless. I wish I ain't have a car. You know, they ain't hating on them. They hating on, if you hating on somebody or somebody hating on you, you hating up. Because you you know you hating that they got what they got how they get it I ain't got it or and you want it you know now if you was in that position you'd be like okay I deserve it you know so sometimes you know it's the people that we hang around 
or the people that's, you know, in our space that we allow to block our blessings. Sometimes we're blocking our own blessings, you know, by all that negative thinking, you know. But uh, so, you know, sometimes you, you have to delete some numbers in your phone. Sometimes you got to love some people from a distance, you know, just in order to, to clear that space and, um, you know, free that frequency up. Sometimes you got to give away them clothes, you know, that you ain't worn in, in 10 years still got tags on so that you can make room for some new blessings. Sometimes, you know, you got to clean the garage out, you know, so you can make space for the new car, you know. So uh, certain things we have to do and we have to practice. Things just don't happen automatically. Things, you know, we have to be intentional with our efforts. Um, uh, but like I said, when your positive personality is in control, it picks up only positive thought vibrations being released by millions of other positive personalities throughout the world and translates them into the physical equivalent in terms of prosperity, sound health, love, hope, faith, peace of mind, and happiness, the values of life for which you and every other normal person are searching. Now, there is an obligation to share the wealth. Why should you believe what I am saying to you? Why should you trust that I offer you the lessons you need to succeed? As you are aware, I am considered one of the richest, most influential men in the world. However, I was not born into riches. This is Andrew Carnegie speaking. I was born in poverty and illiteracy. My formal education is limited to the knowledge I gained through a country-grade school. And the entire universe, as far as I was concerned, than the boundary line of the backwoods country into which I was born. Then love came into my life, and with it, the influence of the greatest person I shall ever hope to know. She became my wife and guide, for she came from a world outside of my own, one I had not suspected existed. She was a woman of culture and education. From her, I learned some of the secrets of biology and chemistry and astronomy and physics, she reached deeply into my soul and uncovered that other self of which I had no knowledge. Step by step, patiently and with love, she lifted me into a higher plane of understanding until at long last I was prepared to receive a great gift which I shall share with you in the hope that you may become as rich as I. With that blessing, came also a responsibility consisting of an obligation to reveal the secrets of what I call the great master key to as many of you as you are prepared to receive it. But let me warn you that the master key must be retained only by those who accept the obligation to share it with others. No one may use it selfishly for personal aggrandizement alone. You can't just use this information for yourself. You got to share it. Give it away. The more you give away, the more you get back. The founders of the Rotary Club movement must have recognized the benefits of sharing, for they adopted as their motto, he profits most who serve best. And every close observer must have recognized that all individual successes 
which endure, have had their beginning through the beneficent influence of some other individual through some form of sharing. My great opportunity consisted in the willingness of my wife to share with me the knowledge she had acquired, plus the knowledge I gained from the principles which placed the master key within my reach. Your opportunity may well consist in my willingness to share the knowledge with you. But remember, I have not come to give you material riches alone. I have come to share with you the knowledge by which you may acquire riches, all riches, through the expression of your own personal initiative. That is the greatest of all gifts, and it is the only kind of gift that anyone who is blessed with the advantages of a great nation like ours should expect. From here, we have every potential form of riches available to mankind. We have them in great abundance. So I assume that you too wish to become rich. And for all those that have joined us, uh, we're reading uh, the Master Series on Becoming a Millionaire and The Master Key to Riches by Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich. So we're giving you Mm -hmm. keys. So we're leading you to the water. So it's up to you to drink it. So it says, so I assume that you too wish to become rich. Let us become partners in the attainment of your desire, for I have found the way to all riches. Therefore, I am prepared to serve as your guide. We all need mentors. So Andrew Carnegie said he's going to be ours. So sit back and relax. Get your favorite beverage, your glass of water, and take this ride. I sought the to riches the hard way before I learned that there is a short and dependable path I could have followed had I been guided as I hope to guide you. Before we begin our journey to the land of riches, we must take inventory so that we may know the true nature of riches. It is important to be prepared to recognize riches when they come within our reach. Some believe that riches consist in money alone, but enduring riches in the broader sense consists in many other values than those of material things. And may I add that without these other intangible values, the possessions of money will not bring the happiness some believe it will provide. So just because you got money don't mean you're going to be happy. You might just, you know, be be mad in a Bentley, you know, <laughs> instead of a Toyota. When I speak of riches, I have in mind the greater riches whose possessors have made life pay off on their own terms, leading to a life of full and complete happiness. I call these the 12 riches of life, and I sincerely wish to share them with all of you who are prepared to receive them in whole or in part. You may wonder about my willingness to share, so I shall tell you that the master key to riches enables its possessors to add to their own store of riches everything of value that they share with others. I'm going to say that again. You may wonder about my willingness to share, so I shall tell you that the master key to riches enables its possessors to add to their own store of riches every 
something of value that they share with others. This is one of the strangest facts of life, but it is a fact each of you must recognize and respect if you hope to tap into its power. So if you have any questions or you want to make any um, have a question or comment about anything that we've discussed thus far or share any of your experiences, uh, feel free to push the one on your phone and uh, tap in. All right. This is Chapter 2, and it talks about the 12 riches of life. Number one, a positive, you know, I mean, y'all better get a pen and, and, a, and a piece of paper because I'm about to drop mine. the knowledge on you right quick. You ready? I got mine too. All right. And I got my, I got two books. All right. So this is chapter two, the 12 riches of life. And number one is a positive mental attitude. All riches of whatsoever nature begin as a state of mind. And let us remember that a state of mind is the one and only thing over which any person has complete unchallenged right of control. If you can't control nothing else, you can control your thoughts and your mindset. It is highly significant that none of us has control over anything except the power to shape our own thoughts and the privilege of fitting them to any pattern of our choice. All right, that's what we control, a positive mental attitude. Mental attitude is important because it converts the brain into the equivalent of an electromagnet that attracts the counterpart of one's dominating thoughts and purposes. It also attracts the counterpart of one's fears, worries, and doubts. So if you've got fears, worries, and doubts, then they're going to triple. I mean, it's just going to come, and that's what you're going to be dealing with because your mental attitude is, you know, your brain has converted its electromagnetic and it attracted, you know, your dominating thoughts is, fear, worry, and doubt. So if that's what you're dealing with and anxiety, then you need to change your mind. <laughs> you need to think differently. Even in the midst of chaos or storm, it's you control your thoughts about it. You know. So if you're going through something now, you need to look at your approach or look at how you're looking at what you're going through. You know, you could be going through the worst times of your life, but if you change your mindset about it, you don't have to feel as bad as it may actually look. I mean, because it, unless it's going to kill you, you know, then then uh, you can change your mind about it. So I'm going to read that again. Mental attitude is important because it converts the brain into the equivalent of an electromagnet that attracts the counterpart of one's dominating thoughts and purposes. It it also attracts the counterpart of one's fears, worries, and doubts. So you have to really be conscious and aware of what you, your last thoughts are before you go to bed. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, um, my wife goes to bed before me and she, she'll have, um, you know, a book playing, an audio book playing on Alexa, you know, that's putting her to sleep or something positive. So, you know, she's going to sleep to positive things. And so I get in bed, you know, and, I, and I'm getting it, you know, I'm getting it too. I'm getting that information. Sometimes it's so good I don't even tell Alexa to, to stop or shut up, you know, put me to sleep. You know, I'm up later than I, I want to be because the information's so good, you know. So 
a positive mental attitude is the starting point of all riches, whether they be riches of a material nature or intangible riches. It attracts the riches of true friendship and the riches one finds in the hope of future achievement. It provides the riches one may find in nature's handiwork as it exists in the moonlight nights, in the stars that float out there in the heavens, in the beautiful landscapes, and in distant horizons. That's rich. If you have the opportunity to see those beautiful things, uh, you step outside in the morning and you feel the sun on your face. Uh, you look and listen to the birds sing, and you just take deep breaths and breathe and just appreciate God's gift and nature and listen to the birds and the animals give praise for all the provisions that have been provided to them. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it transforms you and takes your mind somewhere else, even if your, if your bills are due, you know, even if you're late on something, even if you ain't got enough money, you know, to do what you want to do, even if um, you're not feeling your best. Um, those little moments, you know, gives you an opportunity to fix what your thoughts are going to be on for the day to get you prepared. Or at night, you know, you step outside before you go to bed just to relax and take deep breaths, breathe in, You got unless you got bad, bad, bad air quality, you know. But if the air is fresh and clear, you take deep breaths, you know, and lower your blood pressure and, you know, your blood sugar, whatever, you know, you may be dealing with. And, you know, just try to tap into your, to your health and your body um, to kind of control what may be going on with you. Um, I mean... Sometimes it'll you know it'll help you not look like what you're going through. It attracts the riches to be found in the labor of one's choice, where expression may be given to the highest plane of man's soul. It draws the riches of harmony into home relationships, where all members of the family work together in a spirit of friendly cooperation. How about that? <laughs> wow, I mean you know how deep is that? You know, with your mind said if you can you know, draw the riches of harmony in your home relationship, you know, whether it's with your spouse, with your kids, or with your parents, you know, where all members of the family work together in a spirit of friendly cooperation. It creates the riches of freedom from fear and the riches of enthusiasm, both active and passive. It inspires the riches of song and laughter, both of which indicate states of mind. When was the last time you had a good laugh? I mean, you know, one a belly laugh. I mean, it's just crazy. Sometimes you can hear yourself laugh, be like, wow, hey, I ain't heard that in a long time, you know. Who is who who am I right now, you know? And so it's uh it's good just to be able to get in a space where, you know, sometimes you are remembering the the good old days or the days when things may be better than they, they may be right now, you know. Just by, you know, just by laughing at something. Um, <laughs> it does wonders. Uh, let's see. Uh, it creates riches of freedom from fear and the riches of enthusiasm, both active and passive, and inspires the riches of song and laughter, both of which indicate states of mind. And the riches of self-discipline through which one may have a joy of knowing that the mind can and will serve any desired end if one will take possession of it. 
and commanded through definiteness of purpose. It elicits the riches of play through which one may lay aside all the burdens of life and become as a little child again. And the riches of discovery of one's other self, the self which knows no such reality as permanent failure. There was a time when, you know, you may have had confidence in yourself and things were better. Things were different. How about that? Things were different. Um, so it's saying change your mind. Change your mind. Get your get your mind right. Um it elicits the riches of play through which one may lay aside all the burdens of life and become as a little child again. And the riches of discovery of one's other self, the self which knows no such reality as permanent failure. It develops the riches of faith in the universe of which every individual mind is a minute projection. And the riches of meditation the connecting link by which anyone may draw upon the great universal supply of infinite intelligence at will. You got to take some time and connect to the universe. You have to take some time and speak to God. You know, when was the last time you said thank you? Just thank you. Thank you for waking me up today. Thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for allowing me the breaths that I'm taking now because tomorrow's not promised. You know, there's a lot going on. If you turn the news on for five minutes, you know, you'd be like, wow, I ain't know all that was going on. Or you'd know, or, or you be like, yeah, I know all that's going on and still going on. So, you know, we have to slow things down sometimes and take the time to quiet our surroundings and connect with God, whether it's in the car I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a, a formal time where you just, you know, it could be whenever. You know, I'd be walking. I'd just be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I look at my life, I'd be like, thank you. You know, I look, you know, look at my dinner like, ooh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. You know, so <laughs> you know, we just have to, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's this Friday, you know, thank you. You know, so. We just have to be thankful um, because sometimes, you know, we're riding through these streets and we just pass an accident or, you know, or we just, you know, right behind one, you know, and we just don't want to be in one. You know, I've been in situations where I've been driving down the road and I'm looking at the car on the other side of the road. It looks like it's coming in my direction. I look at the wheels and I see the wheels going across the line so I, I I start moving over to the you know right lane toward the curve. Fortunately, you know nobody was beside me, or I would have bumped into them. And so I was able to move over, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and that car ran head on to the car right behind me. And it was like, oh my God, you know, that's how close it was. And so I got out, you know, the whole different thing. Nobody was injured, but you know. Guy had drugs. He said, you know, hey, I got to leave. You know, I, I can't stick around for the cops, you know. So, uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, give me your number, you know, and I'll do it. You know, I'll pay for the damages. And on another occasion, you know, I was on uh, I-96 freeway and, um, you know, was going 
and just happened to look behind me in my mirror and saw a car swerve across three, four lanes, you know, hit another car, and, you know, had all the traffic backed up behind them. And, I mean, this is, you know, the cars that were immediately behind me. You know, I was like the last car before that happened. And I, you know, I'm like, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, because I could have been caught up in that. That car could have hit me. But I just happened to be the last car to pass through before. Um, so, you know, we have to be thankful. You know, we, we're that close to things changing our lives forever. Um, so it says these and all other riches began with a positive mental attitude, therefore, it is but little cause for wonder that a positive mental attitude takes the first place in the list of the 12 riches. All right, I'm going to give you 12, and then we're going to be done for the night. Um, but if you have any questions or if you want to tap in, say anything else, feel free. Um, and we will um, we will address your issues. So second in the 12 riches of life, the second is, Sound physical health. I'm going to give you all 12, and then I'm just going to go through as many as I can tonight, and then we'll uh, we'll take uh, up again next week. So the first out of the 12 riches of life is a positive mental attitude. The second is a sound physical health. The third is harmony and human relationships. Number four, freedom from fear. How about that? Five, the hope of achievement. The hope of achievement. Capacity for faith. All right. Seven, willingness to share one's blessings. Eight, a labor of love. A labor of love. Nine, an open mind on all subjects. Ten, self-discipline. Eleven, the capacity to understand people. And twelve, economic security. <laughs> so we'll go through those, and then, and then we'll finish off the night. So I'm going to do number two, sound physical health. Sound health begins with a health consciousness produced by a mind which thinks in terms of health and not in terms of illness. It requires temperance of eating and a commitment to physical activity. All right, number three, harmony in human relationships. Harmony with others begins with oneself. As Shakespeare said, there are benefits to following this rule. To thine own self be true, and it must follow, as the night, the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. All right, I'm going to read that again. Harmony and human relationship. Harmony with others begins with oneself. As Shakespeare said, there are benefits to following this rule. To thine own self be true, and it must follow, as the night, the day. Just like the night, after the night comes the day, and after the day comes the night. So to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night, the day, 
thou canst not then be false to any man. So don't be fake. Be real. Freedom from fear. No one who fears anything is free. No one who fears anything is free. Fear is a harbinger of evil, and wherever it appears, one may find a cause which must be eliminated before one may become rich in the fuller sense. So if you're walking around scared, you need to address that before you can even make, you know, deal with these steps. You know, no one who fears anything is free. Fear is a harbinger of evil, and wherever it appears, one must find a cause which must be eliminated before one may become rich in the fuller sense. The seven basic fears which appear most often in our minds are, one, the fear of poverty, two, the fear of criticism, three, the fear of ill health, four, the fear, the fear of loss of love, five, the fear of loss of liberty, fear of old age, and seven, the fear of death. All right, so if you're scared of any of that stuff, then you need to, you know, you, you need to have a come to Jesus and, and get your mind right before you can even uh, start attracting positive vibes and, and, and um, because, you know, you, you're scared. The hope of achievement, the greatest of all forms of happiness, comes as a result of hope of achievement of some yet unattained desire. The person who cannot look to the future with hope of becoming the person he or she would like to be or with the belief of attaining the objective he or she has failed to reach in the past is poor beyond description. If you've lost hope, if there ain't no hope, then it's a wrap, game over. You got to be hopeful. You got to, you know, continue to to look forward for better tomorrows. The greatest of all forms of happiness comes as a result of hope of achievement of some yet unattained desire. The person who cannot look to the future with hope of becoming the person he or she would like to be or with the belief of attaining the objective he or she has failed to reach in the past is poor beyond description. Who wants to die poor? You might not have all the money in the world, but you can get, you can be, you know, you can be rich in your thoughts and in your mind. Your mind can be connected, you know, uh, in the right direction. And you can at least help give positive affirmations and things to other people. You know, they don't, you know, you don't want to be the person people see and be like, oh, man, you know. Don't answer the phone. I ain't home. Or, you know, walk the other way. You know, don't be that person. The capacity for faith. Number six, faith being linked between the conscious mind and the great universe. It is the fertile soil of the garden of the human mind, wherein may be produced all of the riches of life. It is the eternal elixir, which gives creative power and action to the impulses of thought. Faith is the basis of all so-called miracles and of many mysteries which cannot be explained by the rules of logic or science. It is the spiritual chemical which, when it is mixed with prayer, gives one direct and immediate connection with one's God. Faith is the power which transmutes the ordinary energies of thought into their spiritual equivalent. All right, I'm going to read that again, the capacity for faith. 
Faith is the connecting link between the conscious mind and the great universe. All right, ponder on that for a minute. It's the connecting link between your conscious mind and the greater universe. It is the fertile soil of the garden of the human mind wherein may be produced all of the riches of life. Sometimes the things ain't going your way. Sometimes you got to plant your seeds in different soil so that they will grow. I had a plant that for a couple years would only grow so big because of the pot it was in. I put it in a larger pot. That thing sprouted so large I didn't know it could get that big because the roots had room to grow. It amazed, you know, that's my money tree. You know, it amazed me. So, I mean, it's big. It's so big now I got to put it in one of them big, huge pots that you put on, you, you put, you know, on the porch or something. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, your mind, what you plant in your mind, you got to plant the stuff in your mind you want to grow. You All them negative thoughts and all that stuff, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, that just makes you feel sad and makes you feel bad physically, you know, and it keeps you in a poor state of mind and in health. So, you know, get rid of that. Faith is the connecting link between the conscious mind and the great universe. It's the fertile soil of the garden of the human mind wherein may be produced all the riches of life. It is the eternal elixir which gives creative power and action to the impulses of thought. Faith is the basis of all so-called miracles and of many mysteries which cannot be explained by the rules of logic or science. Sometimes they ain't got no explanation. It's the spiritual chemical which it is mixed with prayer gives one direct and immediate connection with one's God. Faith is the power which transmutes the ordinary energies of thought into the spiritual equivalent. You know, sometimes, you know, it's your relationship with God. It don't matter what other people think. I mean, sometimes these, you know, these counterfeit Christians, you know, just, you know, these people just ain't real. They're talking about each other. You know, they're going behind your back. They're doing everything that, you know, they're they, they telling you not to do, you know. But when it comes down to faith, you got to be real with yourself. You know, it don't matter what nobody else is doing because you're looking for a miracle. You know, you're looking for the Lord to bless you and move you and level you up. So number seven, willingness to share one's blessing. Those who haven't learned to share have not learned the true path to happiness. But happiness comes only by sharing. All riches may be embellished and multiplied by the simple process of sharing them where they may serve others. The space one occupies in the hearts of others is determined precisely by the service rendered through some form of sharing one's blessing. I know that's right. Give away something. Give somebody some good advice or, you know, bless somebody with something. Pay it for, you know. You in the line at the at the at the gas station or something, you know. Put five dollars, you know, on pump six for that person. You know, person comes in, you know, they they got five. They say put five dollars on pump six. You know, you see they riding with a with a car full of kids, and you know, and you know gas already four four dollars a gallon. So you know they just about to get, you know miles, you know, 10, 15 miles, you know, just from this $5, you know, you got an extra 20, you know, you tell the cashier, you know, put 20 more on that pump for me, you know. Now, when the when the people expecting the, the pump to stop at $5 and they keep going, now they might think they're getting away with something and, and hurry up and jump in the car and pull off, 
because they because they know you you bless you bless them you know but they're gonna take that gas and be happy but you know we have to you know we have to give things away in order to get some back and that's just like tithing you know you gotta you know give if you're giving it to your church or you know whatever you're doing and as long as it's helping somebody else Riches which are not shared, whether they be material riches or the intangibles, wither and die like the rose on a severed stem, for it is one of nature's first laws that inaction and disuse lead to decay and death. And this law applies to material possessions just as it applies to the living cells of every physical body. Ooh, that would be willingness to share one's blessings. Number eight, a labor of love. No one is richer than the person who has found a labor of love and who is busily engaged in performing it. Labor is the highest form of human expression of desire. It is the liaison between the demand and the supply of uh, all human needs, the forerunner of all human progress and the medium by which imagination is given the wings of action. All laborers of love are sanctified because they bring the joy of self-expression. All right, I like that. Number nine, an open mind is all on all subjects. Tolerance, which is among the higher attributes of culture, is expressed only by the person who holds an open mind on all subjects at all times. And it is only the person with an open mind who becomes truly educated and who is thus prepared to receive the greater riches of life. You've got to have an open mind on all subjects. Number 10, self-discipline. The person who does not master self-discipline may never become the master of anything else. Those who master themselves may become the master of their own earthly destiny. The highest form of self-discipline consists in the expression of humility of the heart when one has attained great riches or has been overtaken by that which is commonly called success. Number 11, the capacity to understand people. Those who are rich in their understanding of people always recognize that all people are fundamentally alike and that they have evolved from the same organ, that all human activities are inspired by one or more of the nine basic motives of life, including the emotion of love, the desire for sex, the desire for material gain, the desire for self-preservation, the desire for freedom of body and mind, the desire for self-expression, the desire for perpetuation of life after death, the emotion of anger, the emotion of fear. Those who understand what motivates others must first understand what motivates themselves. The capacity to understand others eliminates many of the common causes of friction among people. It is the foundation of all friendship. It is the basis of all harmony and cooperation. It is fundamentally important in all leadership that calls for friendly cooperation. All right, well, last but not least, last but not least, the 12 riches of life. Let me take a swig of this water. I'll read this, and we're in the home stretch. Thank you for your patience. Economic security, the last, though not least, Important of the 12 riches is economic security. 
Economic security is not attained by the possession of money alone. It is attained by the service one renders. For useful service may be converted into all forms of human needs, with or without the use of money. Henry Ford had economic security not because he controlled a vast fortune of money, but for the better reason that he provided profitable employment for millions of men and women and also the first dependable automobile to still greater numbers of people. The service he rendered attracted the money he controlled. That is how all enduring economic security must be attained. I will introduce you to principles by which money and all other forms of riches may be obtained. But first, you must be prepared to apply these principles. Your mind must be conditioned for the acceptance of riches, just as the soil of the earth must be prepared for the planting of seeds. Maybe you have heard the expression, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Wow, I like that. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, here I am. Here I go. So if you're ready, the information is right here, the master key to riches. This does not mean that the things one may need will appear without a cause, for there is a vast difference between, between one's needs and one's readiness to receive. To miss this distinction is to miss the major benefits I shall try to convey. All right. Well, that has been the 12 riches of life. And uh, we'll start with those next week. But um, I think this has been enlightening, you know, at least giving us a good foundation on which to, which to build on. Uh, so feel free to, you know, tell somebody else about the show. Uh, we'll be doing this series all month, The Master Key to Riches, The Inner Secrets to the Napoleon Hill Program, uh, the author Think and Grow Rich. That will probably be our next project. But, you know, we want to make sure uh, that um, I think we've got a, I think we've got a listener that might want to, want to tap in here. I don't see a hand, but i got a whole time. So let me see. Hold on. Hi, caller. Did you want to? Would you? Did you want to say something about the show before we uh, come to an end? Full time on here for you. I don't know. I ain't want to miss you. If you didn't, that's okay. I appreciate you tuning in. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, call. We're going to close this show out tonight. Uh, Jenny White. Um, uh, Sister Lucy, I'm going to call you first. Do you have any closing remarks for the show tonight? What, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I got them all written down. But I was thinking of here, and I live in a senior citizen, and so many people have been dying here, and people look like they're, you know, we're all in the days and all of this. You have to go around saying positive things to people. Like, come on, we did wake up this morning and all this stuff. But uh, it's needed. We have to change our minds if we yeah. don't make it through these. These challenges that we have going on in our nation, with each other, uh, with our families, with the weather, all of this, you have to change your mind to something more positive. And I do agree with this. And thanks for bringing this about. Oh, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you uh, calling in and participating. Uh, Jenny White, the hostess with the mostest. Uh, Oh, before I go, um, I'm going to get that name to you. Um, 
Lucy. It's Martin Seligman. S E L I G M A N. Martin Seligman. Martin Seligman. S E L I G M A N. That was that was Thanks. the name Thanks of the uh, renowned psychologist and clinical researcher. Yeah, no problem. Jenny White, you still there? Where you at, Jenny White? We can't hear you. Tell me where Jenny at. But uh, appreciate the opportunity, uh, Jenny White, to share this information with uh, with our listeners and to uh, hopefully change some mindsets and uh, help some people uh, obtain some riches, whether they're material or whether they're just uh, physical or mental riches to help them feel better, help them help their health, and just allow them to share information with others. Uh, so You can't hear me? With that, I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, but, yeah. I just want Yeah, you I just want to yeah, say uh, I enjoyed uh, what you were yeah. saying, and I'm going to have to listen to it again. I want to do that. And the last thing I'd like to do is said something. God never sends you into a situation alone. God goes before you. He stands beside you. He walks behind you. Whatever situation you have right now, be confident. God is with you. And having said that, that's all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, calling in, showing your support, and we'll do this again uh, for part two next week. Have a good holiday on Monday. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much barbecue. Too much pork. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much.